0: podcast
1: oh that was i have huge levels i just peaked it okay right
0: yeah sure that's the how the, that's how the music goes
1: yeah <laughs> i drop it into the template i don't even listen <laughs> in fact i feel like i might have released the last episode with no music yeah you did okay uh you know whatever
0: jonah was like what
1: <laughs> he's pissed he's mad he's not is no royalty didn't show up this time.
0: He's just so honored to just appear.
1: Yeah. Um, how's it going, Dan?
0: It's going okay. It's kind of a cold and rainy day. Mm. Um, but I got a little coffee here. Nice. This is good news. Um, before I messaged that I could go a little bit early, I unwound this like rat's nest of cords and cables and wires. Nice. so i'm I'm sitting pretty in a in a really nice situation excellent yeah how, how are you I'm how are all right you? yeah
1: I'm doing okay we had a uh, we had a horribly wintry icy weekend mm. in the middle of March after a really mild week and this week's going to be nice too but just the weekend decided to be we were supposed to go away for a belated anniversary getaway mm. and then between the weather and the kid being sick for a couple of days we had to cancel that Wow. And we can't really reschedule it yet because Shireen has a show in a couple weeks and Gloria has a show next week. It's like showtime for schools. Wow. So, yeah. What anyway. what
0: show is uh, Gloria and Is it a theater thing or a concert thing? Or? Uh,
1: it's a theater thing. It is Matilda oh. Jr., I guess.
0: Revolting Children. Yes. I saw and... a production of Matilda. Did I ever tell you about it?
1: Uh, you may have, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: That's oh, all right. You've.
0: He's it was just production. a. Most it was it was a. a catas- In what well, was a cat- catastrophic performance of a tour that arrived too late, <laughs> and they were not ready, and there were multiple problems. Wow! Um, until they had to slowly send the curtain down, huh. one song into Act Two, because the kids had timed out. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it was it was really bad. <laughs> it started like an hour and a half late.
1: Mm-hmm. So Turnbull just would have been like, "See, this is what you get."
0: Right? Oh my kids gosh, suck. They I mean, the kids were doing really well, but they, you know, in those that production, you know, it was it was the Broadway production touring, you know, so it was whatever was yeah. going on there. You know, desks are coming in from the sides and they're colliding, and kids are jumping out of them to avoid wow. a crash. And yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. It, was, it was. I said re-
1: Turnbull. It's Trunchbull, isn't it? Trunchbull. Trunchbull. Yeah, I'm to that's right. That, that book.
0: That that it is so British. It's like so dark and cold, yeah. and I can see why like Brits loved it, and why yeah. Americans are really split on it because it's like ugh, yeah. there's not an ounce of warmth in that show.
1: Most people's entryway to Doll is the '70s movie of Willy Wonka, mm, which yeah. has a little bit of crazy shit in it, but not. An, it's really kind of nice and warm and oh, fuzzy in the end. There's so much warmth there's, with in the yeah. end right there's demented things that are fun and humorous but then it's kind of like heartwarming then you it's... read Dahl's right. books and he was a he was a, a vicious child-hating uh curmudgeon right well seem. i mean
0: there's there's so much worse to everybody in the books
1: yeah yeah and i remember matilda in particular being one of the ones where it's like oh my goodness how <laughs> So right. much vitriol in this book, <laughs> right? It was entertaining and the kid loved it, but
0: yeah, I mean, I like the you know, the Danny DeVito, what's it, mm-hmm. the 90s um, yeah. one, but because that you know, they put a little warmth and and whimsy into that that isn't in the book, and and the musical is devoid of whimsy to
1: me, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there's this, there was a version. That Gloria was on YouTube that Gloria was watching over and over again when she was preparing for the mm-hmm. audition that had, uh, I think, a teenage boy as Trunchbull. And, that, oh. and he had this grating voice. And that's that's been my only exposure to the musical <laughs> so far.
0: Well, her production is going to be great. Sure. That's for sure.
1: Yes. She wanted to be a lead. And then uh, because it's her first show. So everybody uh-huh. wants to be a lead their first show. And she got into the ensemble mm-hmm. and was a little disappointed. And now she hates it and never wants to go. So. <laughs>
0: Well, it's good she's not the lead then. I mean, yeah. at least when you're in the ensemble, you can kind of phone it in if you're not yeah. enjoying yourself,
1: <laughs> right? And you've been married a while. That's true. Yeah, that's
0: that's been a good long while.
1: It's real easy to track because we got married in 2000. That was a little life hack.
0: That was a good idea to never
1: forget the number.
0: Now, Spice track doesn't live on. I remember,
1: but <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but there's one built into like a lazy susan one built into you've our tried to you've here. tried to
0: justify it to me before with that same <laughs> that same nonsense
1: uh, i'm sorry it's okay um uh, next time i'll do better
0: you can you can return my probably eleven dollar contribution to that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh motion pictures
0: yes uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about the Batman?
1: Is next week Oscars this coming weekend, or is it a couple weekends? Um, next? it
0: is the twenty seventh. Okay, okay. So that, so yeah, we've been having a lot of uh, awards stuff happening. DGA this past weekend, as well as BAFTA and Critics Choice, mm-hmm. like all within like what twelve hours of each other. Yeah. And Jane Campion went from being everybody's favorite to hated. Oh, it. that was a quick turn, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Twitter is the worst. It's I know.
1: William Hurt. It was being celebrated, and now he's a bad guy. I actually oh. tracked that one because yeah. Miley Ma- Matlin apparently has some mm-hmm. things to say about him. Absolutely. Uh, and it, and it's like I'm not. This is not me defending William Hurt. It's just you can't. We can't have nice things ever. We can't like you're not allowed right. to. You just wait five minutes on Twitter, and you'll find out why the tide has turned.
0: when I thought like. D- this didn't just come up is it just because he died that suddenly everyone's mad again like and
1: there's because there's always those people on twitter that are just waiting to spoil your party right everyone's posting their favorite william hurt performances and talking about how versatile he was and whatever and then boom before you get too excited right she wrote in her book these things and so yeah and she's having a big year. I saw somebody, particularly a vicious person, saying, "Well, she gets an Oscar nom, and he's dead." So they were very happy about that.
0: Well, she didn't get an Oscar. She didn't, nom.
1: though, right? Did she get some kind of ensemble, or maybe just because? I mean, she, she
0: was part of the SAG winning ensemble. Yeah,
1: maybe that's what they were referring to. But anyway, yeah. that's kind of a mean way to look at it. But she is right. having a good year. It is kind of a shame, though, that now uh, you just have to wait for you know a very nice. Deaf people movie to come along, or like, we're just not to the point yet where Marlene. I mean, I'm sure I know she has a career, she's been in things from here and there, but she'll, you know, uh, it's so bad. And then there was the the brouhaha about uh, Peter Dinklage costing a lot of of little people work by complaining, you're not king of
0: the dwarves. (laughs) That guy like went (laughs) off on him, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh boy,
0: it's like, oh, everyone just. Everyone just, you know, this, we had Sam Elliott. You know, yes. Oh, I mean that that was a truly stupid set of remarks. Yeah. But you know, I don't know what he thought was going to happen with that.
1: Right. Uh, yeah.
0: I think Power of the Dog uh, is looking about as good as it can going mm-hmm. into the final stretch. I don't know mm-hmm. what challenges it.
1: You think everyone would have learned their le- the Sam Elliott of the world would have learned their lesson after uh, Brokeback?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we've been in, in this stupid conversation
0: right i mean i'll tell you what's different about it is 15 years have passed and they're gay protagonists who don't have sex and they're murderers Mm -hmm. so everybody's okay (laughs) with that
1: (laughs) yeah uh yes all right uh the batman dan the definite article batman yeah film you're gonna have to
0: lead me through this
1: Okay, so this is uh, this is the 2022 uh, super, American superhero film based on the DC Comics character Batman. Now, here's something fun: DC Comics, which is the wing of you know American comics publishing uh, over against Marvel, from which the Batman and Superman and stuff come, it stands for Detective Comics, and I think really? that's significant here yeah. because we kind of get a detective Batman in this movie, and I I dig that version of Batman so what we have is the latest screen iteration of Batman even though as far as I understand it the Ben Affleck Batman is ongoing he may still appear in the Flash movie and maybe another Justice League movie Mm. but this is just an offshoot and then Major spoilers, I guess, for something that happens for two seconds in the end of this film. But we now have another screen Joker, but Mm. we've also got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker and the Jared Leto Joker. We're in this very weird time.
0: I feel like Joaquin's exists in his own universe. Is that not true?
1: Yeah, no, I think so. And that's kind of how I feel about this Batman. Yeah. Is that he's got his own track. And uh, this is a film directed by Matt Reeves who I guess came on the scene in the, the 2010s or teens, whenever that was, with uh, Cloverfield, which is a kind of slight but effective monster movie that I enjoyed. And then he's best known for the sequels, the, the two sequels in that most recent Planet of the Apes reboot, which I thought were way better than they had any business being uh, so he's he's an interesting filmmaker, and so that made me kind of excited for what he was going to do here. This is a movie written by Peter Craig. It stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and the Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, aka Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. John Turturro as uh, the gangster Falcone Peter Sarsgaard Andy Serkis as Alfred and an unrecognizable people love to throw that word around about actors in movies. But I think this one earns that descriptor Uh, the unrecognizable Colin Farrell as the penguin. Uh, So this is another dark and gritty crime movie of a superhero tale. Uh, It's grounded. It feels like it it's really happening um, it, it, uh, leans into the real world elements of Batman being a vigilante and a detective of having a very contentious relationship with the police kind of being, uh, mediated between himself and the other cops by commissioner Gordon, uh, by played by the excellent Jeffrey, Wright, And this is a three hour crime epic we, don't, we are gracefully spared another Batman origin story, although his family and origins do play into the story. We don't get any depictions of his parents' murder or of him becoming the Batman. He's been at it, I think he says, in the film itself for two years. And uh, we just kind of see his methods. We see the opposition he's up against and how he's kind of misunderstood. And so, Dan, uh, I, personally... There, there's a bunch of things I liked about this movie. I love the way that it's shot. I think it's well-written. I think it's uh, surprisingly energetic and well-paced for a three-hour you know, kind of brooding movie. But I, I think there's three specific things that I like about this movie to keep it simple and not get lost in all everything that's going on. I As I already said, I really like that it's kind of a procedural about how Batman operates, that he is a detective. We kind of see him at crime scenes figuring things out trailing criminals and using surveillance and those kind of things which I think is much cooler than him kind of throwing boomerangs at people. Uh he oh, does a little bit of that too. I I like that the the Riddler in this the villain is not like a uh freak show villain who's either a super genius or some kind of a mutant. He's just a, a kind of a nut job who, a maniac who, who actually imagines himself to be the hero and kind of, uh, there's an intro, I'm not going to, I won't spoil it, I guess, but there's an interesting like play on the traditional cat and mouse thing between, you know, Batman and the villain, where we realize that there's kind of a a major misunderstanding going on throughout the whole thing. And then third, I like that this Batman has a character arc that he actually like, Goes somewhere from the beginning of the movie to the end, and you know, learns something about himself, and and kind of turns over a leaf. I'm not necessarily saying that all of those things are like excellent and perfect and wouldn't change anything. I just really appreciate it. In a world where we don't need more Batman movies ever, this is a good one.
0: Yeah, I agree. Think? I I like this movie. I had plenty of questions about it because I'm full of questions in movies like this that aren't very helpful. I wonder how he how he learned to do what he did, mm-hmm. and like why he's kind of invincible, like with his suit. Like, I you have to become a pretty good street fighter to like fight the people like he was fighting them. Mm-hmm. But we don't really find out where he learned any of that. Um, and I guess that suit is just kind of impermeable. But then he has that one minute where he like gets stuck on that underpass, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seemed like kind of like this um, this grand escape or something. But then they didn't really acknowledge what just happened. He just kind of embarrassed Saunters away a little bit. That that was just kind of interesting. I liked Robert Pattinson in the role. I liked um, Zoe Kravitz and Paul um, Dano. Um, Colin Farrell. I mean, I don't know anything about prosthetic acting. That gets to the point that it's like, does it matter who's under there? Right. Because I didn't even know it was him until I saw his name in the credits. And I thought, who was he?
1: right yeah it's i mean i I, I, i'm not gonna say he's bad he's fine no he's fine but he's he's doing a very kind of arch gangster character that maybe a number you know like colin farrell's been doing a lot of interesting work lately um that i think is more interesting than this but uh yeah he certainly pulls it off and some you know on twitter in film twitter there was going around a comparison of him in after yang where he's downright like kind of gaunt and then this movie they're both out at the same time and he's you know he's this portly sliced up uh italian gentleman in this movie yes um yeah i but i thought he was good i like the portrayal of the gangsters i like john torturo i like yeah, that john torturo gets to be the kind of old menacing you know he's been like kind of the over-the-top drooling uh crazy gangster now he kind of gets to be the elder statesman gangster and I thought that was a nice turn
0: yeah um, I liked how they like introduced Penguin and Catwoman in kind of some prelude to who they become mm-hmm. I, I think I think that gives it interesting places to go in, yeah. the, in the franchise
1: and it manages to be a long movie three hours folks without tedious needless origin stuff you get right. character stuff it invests in who the characters are uh, but so much of that running time is plot and yeah. development, and I really appreciated that. I did get fatigued by the end. It is... I can't specifically say they should cut this, this, and this, but I wouldn't have minded if it was shorter. Uh, but I did think it all worked. I thought it was a really... Um, again, I don't know how you make a good, interesting Batman movie these days, but I guess this is how.
0: Yeah, I think they did a really great job. I... um Here's something that I thought was strange. The whole mayoral race mm-hmm. that um, this woman, how old is she? Would you suppose to I be should, becoming, she's becoming 30? Yeah, I, I think she's 22. Oh, wow. And, or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 or something. Right. And really, like, not like you're incapable, but it seems highly unlikely that you would uh, become the mayor of a New York mm-hmm. style city. um. That was kind of interesting to me. And then she's just kind of like, I will take control of this crisis. Right. Walk to the microphone (laughs) in the middle of an active shooter situation Um. (laughs) that, no spoilers, shot immediately. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Oh, what leadership.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a uh, a little strange. I did, overall, I just, I like, and I guess this is what worked about Nolan's Batman as well, although I feel like Matt Reeves might be a little more, of a human being than Christopher Nolan is. No, I mean, so I felt like it worked a little better in this one even, but that idea of grounding, you know, make the crime world, make the city feel, uh, believable, make it, it grounded in the kind of stuff that's in the news so that it like resonates instead of just being uh, a cartoon of a, you know, a hero chasing bad guys. I really appreciate that yeah that was a weird note though that the mayor was this extremely I, I mean and i guess she won because the mayor the mayor incumbent was murdered so i guess that can explain how she got vaunt, vaulted into the position but uh
0: and you know a name like bella real oh you're the you're the beautiful real yeah i i, I see yeah. you um one thing i'll say about this too is that maybe i'm just getting older but I I never understood Gotham City as a place. I thought, oh, it's always so awful and full of crime and dark mm-hmm. and loud and garish. And why would anybody ever live there? And now I feel more like, oh yeah, that's kind of the way the world is. Right. Of, <laughs> this is a city I recognize now.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> well, and it's yeah, and it's it's always not had depth. It's always been a horrific you know place where you wouldn't want to be and you don't understand why people live but when it's grounded it's like oh right it's like it's like america
0: gotham square garden
1: (laughs) right (laughs) but it does this does kind of even as we kind of laud this movie for working it does raise this issue of like how are we just going to go through every silly cartoon character and make a grounded You know why not just make a why not just make a three hour crime film that's good that doesn't have to have characters named Bella Real, and right the Penguin. Well, I'll tell you who. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it. That's the. That's the end.
0: You know who'd be terrible at a children's party? This Batman. Uh, Hey, Batman! Can I tell (laughs) you a joke? Knows all the answers immediately. Says them humorlessly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how does he know those answers all the all the time? First off.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm i glad it didn't, I'm, again, I'm glad it didn't waste time on Origins, but we right. don't kind of know why Bruce Wayne is so good at all this stuff. When yeah, it comes to like the bulletproof armor, I assume he just has resources and he knows a guy in the military or something like he literally did in the, the Nolan one. I
0: guess so. But I mean that, he, he survives quite a bit of punishment yeah. in that suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they I've...
1: finally show him wearing the eye makeup that they've never bothered with before. People right. have pointed out in the past that in the Tim Burton movies, you can see the black eye ma- makeup under the mask, and then he literally will cut; he'll remove the mask, and the makeup is gone. <laughs>
0: right. I saw this is a completely unrelated idea. I saw the movie uh, "Flush for Frankenstein" on Shutter. Oh wow! And yeah, I've heard of it. That. Have you seen it? I don't it, think I've seen it. it. It's it's worth your time. It's like a campy, <laughs> weird piece. Um, But anyway, one of the characters um, eats like like disembowels someone like Mm -hmm. with their mouth, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they walk away with it. They're just clean. (laughs) There's nothing on their face or shirt. Like you just you just pulled everyone's guts out with your mouth. They brought a wet nap. (laughs) I suppose so. Um, What was my other question for this Batman? I had so many. It seems like Mm -hmm. they could use their resources in all sorts of ways besides this. Oh, yeah the contact lenses those those are pretty cool um but are, is audio coming through the lenses
1: yeah that's a good question
0: the it's... audio feed seemed like it was connected to i mean the there video was
1: feed. an earpiece also so that might be but I, that's it's also that's not a microphone so i don't Right. Yeah, i don't know
0: cuz i was like cuz when they when she pulled the lenses out you know suddenly that cut the audio feed
1: right i guess they're super high tech yeah that is
0: something yeah, contact well, lens. you'd
1: get nice stereo sound because there's two of them. So. Right.
0: and I mean, it's sending out the video signal, what, through the Internet or some kind of yeah. wave, and you're talking to someone in it? Yeah. It's wild.
1: Can, nice and convenient, too, if you're a detective to come home to your base and then just rewatch everything that you saw. Right.
0: Let me there. tell you, I would never want to rewatch even a moment <laughs> of my day. <laughs> right.
1: Here's me staring at that menu at Wendy's for too long.
0: (laughs) That would never happen to me. I always know exactly what I want. And it's always the people in the car with me. And I'm always the one ordering Uh who don't know. They're thinking about it. I'm just kind of like, there's the one thing you get at every place. And you just say what it is or you panic order. Don't wait.
1: Okay. Well, uh, fast food tips from Dan. Yep. Yeah, uh, holds up. So I, I, like I said, I like that Batman has an arc. I'm not sure that I'm hundred percent like on what it was that I guess he just learned that you, you know, in addition to scaring the crap out of bad guys, you also have to help people, I guess is what he learned. Yeah, I guess so. But it just, I don't know. It felt uh, the, also the, um, the fact that uh, some people have pointed out the fact that the, the Riddler's plan is typically crazy and, and uh, ridiculous in terms of the things he's able to rig and pull off. But it's also weirdly small scale that he had, they said at one point he's got 500 followers online. Um,
0: That's not very many.
1: No, it's not very many. And I guess enough of them are, are lunatics and conspiracy theorists and insurgents, I guess, right? insurrectionists uh, that uh, they're willing to show up for him. But uh, that is just an interesting take on a character that really makes no sense otherwise like jim carrey's riddler doesn't make any sense as a character but it's you know it's it's more fun too (laughs) but
0: yeah what did the riddler want to happen in this one
1: i think he i feel like he wanted to unmask all of the evil in gotham and i feel like the twist on it was he thought he and Batman were working as a spoiler, I guess, for mm-hmm. what I didn't want to reveal before. But he kind of in the end, there's a moment where you think he's about to uh, expose Batman as Bruce Wayne. But he's actually inviting Batman to join him in defeating Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, well, I've been leaving you these notes because we're partners, right? Like, I thought that was kind of clever that uh whatever yeah i I don't know what his ultimate grand scheme was other than he just thought he's a lunatic who thinks you know there's too much corruption so let's uh let's tear it down
0: um well he made a new new friend now so
1: yeah we'll see what happens next that's you know who that is that's the what's that kid's name um uh hold on it's not worth it but this none of this is worth it uh, the kid he was in the the kid is in the green knight who like robs him at one point. Oh. Uh, what's that kid's name? You know that kid, right? He's in a lot yeah, of stuff the these kid, days. Yeah, kid in Green he Knight. He's in Eternals also, Marvel's Eternals. Mm. He's in that makeup as Joker in that scene. Uh I really really I think we really could use a moratorium on Joker maybe. Mm. The yeah, well, there's doesn't... there's
0: been quite quite a bit of him.
1: I mean, he's his two actors have won Oscars for playing him. It's probably time to pack it in anyway the kid's name is Barry Kogan or Keegan that was worth it if you look him up you'll recognize him all right so that's it uh it's good it's also like not really zeitgeisty anymore but it's still out of course and uh it's a good movie so I watched a couple other things but you you didn't I, I guess the only one that maybe is worth catching up on is that i did see drive my car oh there we go finally because it's on hbo max now and it's another three-hour film and i really really enjoyed that i think it's kind of universally beloved uh interesting to me that the the image of her driving with him in the back seat is becoming kind of memeified, which so has the image from uh, the Korean film Parasite. That's what it is. It just struck me how similar the movies could not be more different, but uh, another kind of, you know, international film getting memeified for a basically a picture of somebody driving somebody else in a car. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, but you,
0: if it ain't broke.
1: Yeah. You you were lucky enough to see that in a theater. I had to stream it, and it took me three days to finish it. So I feel like its effects were a little bit um, mitigated, but I I really loved it.
0: Yeah, it was really good.
1: It's very complicated to try to. I'm not going to get into like a summary and all that. It's just watch it. It's good. It's worth it. It's kind of convoluted to explain the whole setup, but it ends up being a very simple story mm-hmm. about people connecting and and art and and memory and loss and perseverance and all these interesting things it's very very good um is that it are you gonna see any chance you're gonna see either turning red or the atom project
0: um probably not i might turn on turning red at some point but you can go ahead and talk about it who knows turning
1: red is good turning red is a horny little coming of age movie about a chinese canadian 13 year old who with a, with a very uh, overbearing mother who basically just decides that she likes boys and boy bands and wants to shake her butt around. It's a very surprisingly bawdy mm. and fun movie. It's, and it's done in a very, uh, it's very influenced by anime. Despite the uh, Chinese cultural roots, the animation is kind of inspired by Japanese animation. And it's very, you would not think you were watching a Disney Pixar production. And I think that's got some people in a twist it's also got some people crying foul because disney pulled its theatrical release put it on disney plus just as part of the subscription not even giving it that premium mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like right shooting it down the ladder i mean i'm happy for that because it was easy to see but i think it totally deserved a theatrical release because it's very different but it's got uh queer elements one of the characters that you wouldn't know it from the movie but she's canonically trans one of the girls mm-hmm. friends and uh, it's just different. It's got a different vibe. It's one of the first movies directed solely by a um, an Asian woman. With that, they usually tack on a couple of the old school men Pixar directors to co-direct. But this is kind of a, a piece all done by one artist, and I think it's very, I think it's very good.
0: Why did they pull the theatrical release?
1: I don't know. They didn't explain. It. They, they said it was a business decision. But this is the time when everything's going back to being theatrical. So there's right. really no. I don't get it oh i saw uncharted too, but that's super dumb don't don't worry about that
0: i wasn't worried about about
1: it it. adam project is fun if here's the thing it's like a it's a very intentional 80s time travel last starfighter they invoke the last starfighter and back to the future that kind of a thing it's ryan reynolds coming back from the future to his younger self to have an adventure it's funny it's good it's one of the better ones of those movies it's the same team that made free guy which was one of your favorite films of 2021 (laughs) and uh it's not bad but i was thinking about as i watched it i would these movies to me there's something that they have in common with uh religion which is that when i at a certain point when i was a kid i believed that there was something substantive that the that the grown-ups must understand that i don't yet that makes this all like really meaningful. And I felt that way about like back to the future. And I felt that way about (laughs) church. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, okay, maybe not so much. Uh, So you, you, you approach things on a different level, you know, intellectual or, or whatever. But anyway, the point is I probably would have loved this if I was 12, but being 40, whatever mumble uh, it was just cute and like forgettable. I don't know if that was worth all all right. that explanation, but well, I
0: think it was okay. I think anything you do is all right.
1: Hey, I did it. Uh, so I guess that's that's rushing through everything because, uh, whatever. That's what I got.
0: Yeah, I gotta get it back together and see some new things. I feel like there was just that onslaught of things to see, and it's kind of slowed down a little bit, and nothing that is out there really interested me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I might skip the theater this week because I looked ahead and there's nothing and I have something else that I might be able to take care of on Thursday night, which is my movie night. But I will hop back into it. I've been streaming like crazy lately. Uh, But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. There's got to be... What's the next big interesting thing? I don't know what's... I don't know. After Yang, you know what? I don't know if you're familiar with After Yang.
0: I know people are talking about it.
1: It's Yeah, it's a... I think it's a... I don't want to say that it is because I don't know. I feel like it's a South African filmmaker, but it is a uh, very interesting sci-fi movie, but one that's kind of, you know, an indie thinker, not a, a adventure kind of a mm. uh, big budget thing. And it's got kind of, it uses science fiction to get at some like, you know, humanistic ideas and uh, it's supposed to be excellent, but it's on Showtime. Mm. Who has Showtime? I I subscribe to everything and I don't have Showtime. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, um, I did watch Hand of God.
1: Oh yeah, I did too. That's good.
0: Yeah, I don't. Now that I've kind of hit the trajectory, kind of that we're it. almost yeah. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't feel like talking about it, right? But I did watch it.
1: It's good. It, yeah, it I did make me laugh. Yeah, I don't think I'd put it up there with Drive My Car, but I'd say if you're willing to read subtitles, they're both very worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That one's just sitting there on Netflix. All right, uh, I'm calling it. We're done. We're,
0: let's get off of this call all
1: right. finished uh, a pleasure as always Dan thanks oh, yes. for checking in and I wish you a wonderful week and peace and all that stuff you too and thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time bye